Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML, Inside the Pages, with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is June 3rd. Thank God it is, it is the day that the Lord has made. And we certainly can rejoice and be glad in it. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, if you're looking for a church home, a place of worship, a place where God is allowed to be God, we want to invite you to join in with us. You know, uh, we have room for you. We're growing in ministry and we're growing in the grace of God. Revelation. So just want to bring this to your attention that if you are um, uh, salvation and blessings, you know, I'm as a pastor, a pastor is like a, a switchblade, you know, a camping knife. It has all, it comes, a camping knife comes with a can opener, a knife, a, a corkscrew and, you know, scissors and tweezers and all these different things. That's similar to, to, to a pastor. And so uh, I want to give you a blessing. Uh, that blessing, all blessings, comes from the Father of lights. So all blessings come from above, and there's no variation in that. Uh, you'll find, I believe that's in James. But if you're looking for salvation and a blessing, then join us in the dynamic teachings on the book of Revelation. And that had started last Sunday morning, so you can go back and, and listen to it. But we're in the book of Revelation. Um, we're not afraid to be in that book. We've taught, uh, I've taught from that book before, and I believe that it's time to teach again. And so um, we're in the book of Revelation. I want you to know that God's word is unfolding right before our eyes. And I'll point some of that out. Um, I'll, I'll point as much of it out uh, that you can ingest. You know, sometimes God sends a word and that word is not to be given at that moment. Um, you'll find that, you'll see that as we go into the book of Revelation as well. And so we're in the book of Acts uh, this evening. That is the 16th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. And so we're going to dive into that as, as LG would say, uh, we're going in. And so uh, I'll be right back after this praise. The song we sing in our church. How many have at least one thing? 
You know, I, I'm I, I love some John P. Key. Uh, I remember back in the day, you know, and, and some of you can recall too that we had bands. You know, they played instruments, uh, those 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 brass things, and and you know, with and, and uh, things with with skin on it, you no know, drums and all of that. They actually played and they actually sung. You know, there was no. Uh, uh, there was nothing electronic about it except uh, uh, maybe the guitar, you know, uh, connected to an amplifier, maybe a piano that will organ uh, because so many of our singers came out of the church playing the ivory and, you know, but we had instruments and it was played and, and he used that uh, in his, that's implemented in his music from back in the day. And certainly thank God for, uh, you know, that ministry, the songs that encouragement and so many, I've been listening to that all day and just really enjoying it and praising the Lord. And I, and I hope you've been enjoying your day and praising the Lord as well. So no matter what may be going on, I, I know things uh, can happen in, at times and, and it could be so, uh, so uh, stressful that, uh, you, you're trying to find the praise and you just don't find the right one. But I, I'm telling you that uh, when we read the scripture, the Bible is not a flowery bed of ease. Uh, it tells and, and shows us that there are situations that that have that will be dealt with in life and it will stress you out. Uh, yes. So if nobody told you that. Uh, Pastor Carl Henderson is letting you know that there are situations that, you know, that throughout the scripture, that's why the Bible said uh, that this testimony, uh, this poor man cried unto the Lord and he heard him and delivered him out of all his stress. And so uh, we're going into the word of God this evening. I want you to hold on, give God praise and thank him for his goodness. You know, I mentioned earlier about going in. And when I, when I say go in, I'm thinking of, of the fact that not just now, but later. Some people are going in, they, they, they use that as a phrase that they're going to start their little dance and rejoice, but they don't have nothing left after that. And, you know, you want something that's going to carry, you want the meat and potatoes of things. You want what's going to carry you, what's going to give you what is going to fortify you and give you the strength to make it. Uh, throughout the day, I'm, I'm not talking about from one service to the next service. I just mean for one day, you, you need enough just for the day because you don't know what you're going to deal with. But God is our help. And so the six, the, the 16th chapter, of the book of Acts, beginning at verse 13 through the 15th verse, it says, and on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was want to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which uh, resorted there, thither, there. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple and of uh, the city of, Tythi of, of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household 
she besought us, saying, If ye have found me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. I'm not going to be long, but just have a, a, there's a few thoughts. And you're going to, from you hearing the word of God, you're going to have a few thoughts too. Uh, I, I believe God. This is the thought that I want to talk about. I, I believe God. And as a subtopic, he has more for me. So I don't just believe in God. I don't just believe that God will. I believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And that's what the Bible said. He that cometh to the Lord must first believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, I'm not going to say that when uh, when he when the Holy Ghost moved upon the prophets or men of old, as as Peter would say, that he was speaking about uh, a house and a color TV. He was not talking about you getting a car, but uh, but the relationship, the nurturing, and what is needed for your soul that he would reward you. Those things that we, that so many people chase after, um, is something that you can get without the Holy Ghost. Those are things that you can have without uh, being saved. It is just knowing what to do and, and following certain principles and the right principles uh, to obtain those things. Uh, and God's not against those. Uh, you know, uh, prosperity is something that is that belong to his people. And, and so, but the most thing is that uh, the scripture says, I would that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. I, I want good health and I want my soul to prosper uh, above all things. Because if you don't have good health and you're not nurturing your soul, you, you, you I don't know any better way to put it, but you're damned. You're in some trouble. And so you don't want to uh, to have bad health, which means it's going to zap everything that you have, a dependency upon others, as well as then your soul be lost too. I, I'm telling you, we, we need to rethink some things and we need to put some things in order. I believe God. And I believe God has more for me. The Bible says on the Sabbath, they went out of the city. This is Luke who continued with Paul and Silas when doing the separation of Barnabas and John Mark. And so this is Paul's, excuse me, this is Luke's second epistle to Theophilus uh, to encourage him of the things that he have uh, witnessed, things that he have taken account of through other eyewitnesses to encourage Theophilus. Uh, to hang in there, hang in there. You you want to encourage someone to hang in there. Encourage those that are discouraged. Encourage those that are that don't know the Lord. Those that think they know Him, but truly are not nurturing a relationship. So that means that they believe in God, uh, but they don't uh, practice uh, their belief in what the Lord says. And so on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer would, would want to be made and sat down and spake unto the women which resorted there. Now, we all know that the Sabbath 
uh, is a day of religious observation, which uh, excludes work. You know, in this day and time, there are those that have to go to work, you know, depending on your position, uh, you may have to go to work on Saturday uh, for whatever the reason is, uh, um, for whatever your job is. God bless you. Um, but it doesn't mean that you are don't uh, stay focused on your relationship with the Lord and your observation, you know, uh, because of that necessity. The entire focus of, and about the uh, Sabbath is the Lord. Uh, it is called and considered a day of rest. I was working um, years ago, and I, I mean, I was a workaholic. And I, I believe I did it out of the fact that um, I was a young man. I said years ago, let's put many, 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 many years ago. There we go. <laughs> uh, over 30 years ago. And I said that I was not going to ever go to church. That was my mindset. I'm not going to church. That was what I said. I'm not going to church. I'm not going to deal with that. And the pastor at that time who, who became my pastor uh, asked me about church and I said, well, I, I work on, you know, and I was working two jobs and just, just staying busy. I was staying busy on the highs and the lows. And so um, the pastor told me, he said, well, if you really want to go, I got to make a way for you. And I mean, I was working Saturdays, I was working Sundays. <laughs> And, um, and, and so in between work, I was, I was pumping iron and, 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 and self-sedating. So that's what I mean by the highs and the lows. And, um, I guess, well, not, I guess I, I know for sure that in my heart that because of the prayers of the saints, um, my children and they were at that time was, was praying and, and requesting prayer constantly for their dad and um, God began to move and I began to read my Bible and, uh, but I didn't want nobody to know I was reading my Bible. So I would, if I heard somebody coming, I would hide it. And the company, the, my employer uh, decided that they were going to uh, open another region they were going to start doing some different things. And I was selected to handle that particular area. And in the process of that, I was given weekends off. I was the first one in the company uh, in that position to get weekends. And so it began church. There was no excuse for not being in service. And I began to go. Uh, after one night, the Lord stirred me up. I was up uh, in the Mulholland area of Hollywood and I had went onto a plateau and the fog rolled in quickly and thick. And it was frightening because I had uh, only had two options and two options, but only one good choice. And in order to not roll down the embankment and wind up crashing and in that unit and, and uh, losing limb or life, uh, I began to pray. 
And I began to call on the Lord because I needed direction to get off of that plateau. I mean, it was zero visibility and I made it and I kept my word and I went to the pastor and I told the pastor, I said, I don't want God to drive me off a cliff, put me in a hospital or anything like that to get my attention. I hear him. And here we are today. Didn't know that I would become a brotherhood president, a pro tem deacon, assistant head deacon, associated minister, or even pastor, uh, and, and then elevated from there. I didn't know. I didn't know what God had in mind, but he did. And, and so um, God knows how to fix things and he ought to work things out. But up to that time, until I had Sundays off, I was <laughs> I was out listening to uh, to uh, to service on the radio, such as you're listening to service now and thinking about God because he had my mind. God knows just what to do to get each one of our attention. And so the Sabbath, Genesis two and three, God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Deuteronomy 5, 12, and 14, 12 through 14 says, keep the Sabbath, keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it. Uh, As the Lord thy God have commanded thee, six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, Thou shalt not thou, nor thy son, thy daughters, nor thy manservants, nor thy maidservants, nor thy ox, nor thy ass, nor any of thy cattle, nor thy strangers that is within thy gate, that thy manservant and thy maidservants may rest as well as thou. You know, uh, if you have a Chick-fil-A in your area, you, you notice that they're closed on Sundays. They're following Deuteronomy because they are uh, that particular business and ownership uh, believe the word of God. And so they do not open. And you have those that have partition and, 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 and made statements about, well, you know, they should be open on. No, they should not. They should follow their conviction. And that is the word of God. Leviticus 23, three, six days shall thy work, the work be done. But the seven day is the Sabbath of rest. It's a holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwelling. And so we should follow what God is saying. Uh, and we can do it uh, to the best of our ability. And God, God enables us to do it. He doesn't ask us to do anything we can't do. And for those, again, of you that are working on Sunday, you remain, you consecrate unto the Lord. While you're at work, you consecrate unto the Lord. While you're doing your job, you keep your, your mind in your heart. You're focused on, uh, on the Lord while you're carrying out your administrative role, whatever your responsibility is, you stay consecrated unto the Lord. Uh, the Bible says that that day is going to come that two will be in the field taken, uh, two will be in the field working, one will be taken and the other left. So see, even while you're at work, you, you can be saved. And so let's go on. Ezekiel 20, 19 through 20 says, I am the Lord your God, walk in my statutes and keep my judgment and do them. 
It's not enough to quote the scripture, uh, but do them. Many are going to be caught. You know, there, there's a, a saying, they're going to be caught with their pants down because they, they quote. They can say things, but they can't do it. They'll be caught off guard. You don't want to be caught off guard uh, having a knowledge of God, but you're unable to keep his word. You're unable to do it. Do them and hallow my Sabbath and they shall be a sign between me and, and you that ye may know that I am the Lord your God. When we follow and do what God says, it becomes a covenant between us, between God and you, between me and God. It becomes a covenant. And God is not a covenant breaker. He is a, a, a keeper of promises. And there's so many promises that people have made that they're, that they're accountable for. And so you want to keep your vows that you've made to the Lord. You also want to keep the vows that you've made to other people, whether it is in relationship, uh, whether it is uh, in business, you keep your word, keep your vow that you've made. You, there's ways of working through things, the ways of working in situations uh, to, to make it uh, the best uh, and, and with God help and he will help us. You know, wanna, uh, I, I pray and ask God for wisdom, knowledge and understanding because he has given that uh, free will. He's given that. He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of him. And so that's what we need to do, ask God. To help us and he'll help us in the worst situation just like he helped Daniel and those that was with him. The reason for their trip to the river was to participate in the prayer service. They were going to participate in, in the service. Now they could have went to the uh, to the nearby synagogue but they went to the river to participate in the service that they had heard of. They expected to find people there praying unto the Lord. I expect when I come to, when I arrive at, at church, a, a service, that I will find people there seeking the Lord, not there uh, sitting around, looking at one another, waiting for someone else to come in and, and you know, service don't start until the, the pastor get there. No, the pastor should be able to, should walk into the service and the, and the worship and the prayer is already going on. Matter of fact, it should spark something, uh, put some some pep in the step of the of the minister as they come in. To I need to hurry up and get into service. They've already started worshiping the Lord. They've already started uh, on time, magnifying Him at the appointed time, and therefore God is present. Oh, let me say that again. God is present. God is present. He said, well, there's two or three gathered in my name. I'm in the midst. So if the minister coming into the service, the pastor, whomever, whatever time they might be that that has come into minister and they would, for whatever reason, they, they run a little late uh, when they hear when they get to the church house and they hear the praise going on, they hear the praises of Zion. They hear the worship. They hear the prayer. They hear the saints have gone in. And God is present because he said he would be there in our midst. That ought to make them run into the service and join into the prayer. They are, we, ha, huh, bless your Lord. We are not God. The pastor is not God. 
God is the audience. We are there to worship him. Therefore, the pastor, who is the under shepherd, is there as well to receive, to be a recipient of whatever God has or is sending, just like the congregation. We may be the, the mouthpiece at that moment. We may be the instrument that God is using, but we are a recipient of whatever he is sending. And you'll find that in Malachi because it is a responsibility of the, of the ministry, of the minister to set and to be fed from God's mouth and then to regurgitate that information to the congregation. But we should never walk into a service where everyone is waiting on the pastor. By now, uh, when you go into the ministers or, or those that are there should know enough that, uh, that we're there to pray. Seven o'clock, oh, well, it's time to pray. Uh, let's, let's go to the altar. Let's seek God. Oh, it's, it's seven, prayer is over. Let's begin to, to worship the Lord. That changes the entire service. That changes everything. That call, God may have sent a message and because of the obedience of, of what I just said, everything changes. It changes. You dictate, the people dictate the message that is going to be received by the life in which they live. Oh, let me go on here. All right. I don't believe they arrive in Paul and, and Timothy and Silas, excuse me, Paul, Silas, and, um, and, and Luke. Uh, they didn't arrive there in the service to, to take over. I don't believe they arrive to take over the service in the name of the Lord. You know, here we are, you know, uh, no. But, uh, God is a God of order. He is a gentleman. He respects you and he respects your will. Verse 14 says, and a certain woman named Lydia. Uh, now, Lydia name is uh, come from the Greek. And, and, and in that, it means beautiful one or noble one. And some of us have names that um, it could be mean beautiful, it could mean noble, you know, but let's allow our, our actions. Because some of us have some, some pretty uh, names that don't have really significant meaning to it. It just sounded good, was made up, you know, and, and so uh, I have some relatives and, and different ones that you look at their names and you, and you wonder where did that come from? And But listen, I, I, let me go on. I'm, I'm rambling there. All right. So those names, those names have meaning to them, and we should live up to those names. The Bible said she was a seller of purple in the city of Ty, of Thyatira, uh, which worshipped God. Lydia was a worshiper, and she heard what was being said by the evangelists, as Paul evangelized. Um, if you've been listening, I do talk about man-made titles versus uh, biblical uh, titles that God has given. And so as he evangelized uh, the region where God had sent them, and some places he forbidden them to go, and others he told them to go into, 
that she uh, paid close attention. She attended unto those things which were spoken of uh, by Paul. Now, those present was from the surrounding area. They had traveled from their homes near and far. They had, you know, like like those that have, we're in the Pomona area and some traveling from Rancho Cucamonga. You have those in Fullerton, Eastvale, Corona, uh, Chino, and the San Bernardino area. You know, people travel. People go where they want to go. You know, there's no excuse in our day and time because we, uh, we love our cars and we jump in them and, and drive wherever. And so wherever the Lord has led you, you need to be there and you need to be faithful. Like the others, they came to the service because they believed in seeking the Lord. Now, this was not a religious ritual. And some go to service because of it's a religious ritual. You know, it's a common ceremony, uh, something I grew up doing. And therefore, uh, you know, I, I'm, I need to go because, it's, in other words, it became a habit. But there's really no life in it. A relationship uh, with the Lord is something that we nurture. And so we're not going to attending service. I'm certainly not. Uh, attending service out of habit. Uh, I'm not a, arriving at service 30 minutes early to, to pray and to seek God's face and to and to and to just be in there to be in the house of I'm not doing none of that because it's a habit. I'm doing it because it's a calling. I'm doing it because I'm seeking to be saved and there and there are others that are doing the same thing. We don't do things out of a habit. We don't do things as a ritual because that's not going to save your soul. And this is about the salvation of your soul. Now, the Bible doesn't give a, a, a strong reason why they met by the river instead of a home. But I, I'm going to conclude that they met there in faithfulness. They met there in tranquility. It's something about being near water that is, uh, that is peaceful. It's something that water is an eternal substance that is exceeding from the throne of God. And so there's something about water that that has a certain peace to it. Uh, something about water that will put you to sleep and, let, and allow you to rest very well. And, and so they met by the water. They met by the river. And those women prayed and they worshiped God. Uh, Isaiah 66 and 13 says, as one whom his mother comforted, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Now, I, I read that because I believe these women found comfort in worshiping God. I believe they found comfort in praying unto him, and so should you. You ought to find comfort in praying. You ought to find comfort in worshiping God. You know, I, I meet with, I have, uh, I call them meetings without going into any details, but it's really about prayer and it's about seeking God. And, and so even between services uh, on my day, my day, my time, uh, we have a meeting where we come together and we pray and we seek God and God meets us. There is a comfort that is felt afterwards there's a comfort that is felt during there's a comfort with that knowledge of knowing that it's going to be time for prayer at uh, any moment now you ought to find comfort in prayer you ought to find comfort in the worship 
The Lord said, I will comfort you and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. While many ignore and place women in restrictive uh, positions, you know, uh, a woman cannot be a pastor. A woman cannot speak. A woman can so many different things. And, and I, I'm, I, I've seen and heard. And, you know, what's so disappointing about that is that some of the bishops, some of the men and of God that are uh, that have risen to uh, to position in the church would not be there if it wasn't for the woman. I heard uh, a bishop talking about that he would not be in the position he was in if it wasn't for his grandmother. So that means she ministered to him. If it wasn't for a wife that ministered to that husband, he would have never became that deacon or a faithful brother. If it wasn't for uh, the women in the church, if the women got up and walked out the building, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, you understand what I'm saying. It's because of praying women that know the Lord and women that worship it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. The Bible even speaks as call for the morning women. Call for those praying women because there's power in their prayer because there's something within their spirit that they seek God in such a way that I, I'm going to say it is undescribable. There's something about the, the power of that prayer and, and the Bible said the, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But I, I'm telling you, uh, the women, when the women get together and begin and begin to seek God and they cut out all there's no foolishness. And, you know, they begin to, to focus and consecrate and seek him. Uh, it's very powerful. And it is a threat to the enemy as well. I believe they were looking to be comforted in their day and in that day and time. And so they were seeking guidance from day to day in which they live. Uh, and they were waiting on God. Remember, they were under some strenuous situations as well. But it didn't stop them from gathering together. It didn't stop them from seeking the Lord. You see, prayer is, is only consistent when there is anticipation. So these women anticipated receiving something from God. But when you have expectations, you don't stop praying because those and because you are uh, what uh, anticipation is making me wait. I'm praying because I'm I, I expect God to to show up and to show out uh, one day on my behalf. He may not come when I want, but he's never late. He's always on time. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep seeking him. I'm going to keep myself consecrated. I'm going to stay out of situations that are not good. I'm going to stay away from those that are troublemakers. I'm going to stay away from those that if they get in trouble, I'm going to be in trouble. I believe these women knew God had more for them. And so they remained faithful. The 15th verse says, and when she was baptized and her household, so not only did she get baptized, and the only baptism that that uh, that uh, Paul knew was the baptism that Peter speaks about in Acts two and thirty-eight, the same baptism that 
that Jesus speaks about over in Luke when he says repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. Uh, and so she was baptized and her household and everyone that Paul came across and those that was baptized, uh, rebaptized, uh, they were all baptized the same way. And that was according to Acts 2 and 38 that we read. And she brought us saying, if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained them. After hearing the word of God, she was baptized. She was already a believer. She was praying. They was worshiping God. And after hearing the word of God, was then baptized. Baptism is essential and is necessary for remission of sin. Now, I don't see any hesitation about uh, them taking action because it was about the soul salvation. Some say that was for that damn time. What damn time are you living in? These are the Bible days. Everything has not fulfilled. We're looking for the eschatology of all things. And, and so uh, we are in the Bible days and we are living through some of the very some of the very prophecies that the Lord has spoken and, and given to others to speak about are unfolding right before our eyes. So these are the Bible days and you need to be baptized for the remission of sin. There was no hesitation. They took action about their soul salvation, just like you should take action about your soul salvation. Her home was committed unto the Lord. Today, there's been there, there's not that same commitment. Uh, you know, I see that there are homes that, you know, the children dictate if they're going to church or not. Well, I'm going to sleep in. And so they're allowed to sleep in and you go to church. That's wrong. Uh, parents, you are accountable for that soul and you're going to give an account unto God. When is it that a child is able to, well, I don't want to force religion on my child. Look, the Bible tells you to train up a child. You tell them to go to school. You make sure that that child is up and going to school on time, getting their lesson done. But when it comes to their soul salvation, it becomes an option. Something is not right. The Bible says Lydia asked a very important question. This is very important here. This is a question that that I think everyone has to take off the robe, take off the clergy collar. This is a question that, 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 that humbles all of us. This is a question that, you know, when I read it and I've read the scripture before, but it really just uh, today, she said, do you find me faithful unto the Lord? Let that marinate for a moment. Do you find me faithful unto the Lord? Now, this is a woman that's been praying. This is a woman that's worshiping God. And she just got baptized. And now she's asked, do you find me faithful unto the Lord? That's a, 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 a that question in itself some of us would be convicted with such an examination about faithfulness. My mind began to roll back over my life uh, and over my little church history. 
do you find me faithful unto the Lord? I want that answer to be yes. Some of us would be convicted with such an examination about faithfulness, while others would be accepted. We need to make our calling and election sure so that a way would be ushered in for us into everlasting into the kingdom. All of us need to make sure that the answer to that question is yes. Yes, I find you faithful. Yes, your pastor has to be able to give an account to God about your faithfulness. And they will, because the Bible said that, that we will stand before the Lord and that you want it to be done um, with peace. You want it to be done with joy, not grudging. And so you want that answer to be yes. Yes, you're faithful. I, Pastor Carl Henderson, want that answer to be yes, I am faithful unto the Lord. I don't want to think that I'm faithful because I'm at church at, at, at on time and all of that. No, faithfulness come because we're keeping, we're living by the word of God. We're faithful in keeping his statutes. We're faithful in being obedient. We're attentive to his call, to what he has to say. We're, we're not selfish in our prayers. Well, we're just praying for ourselves. Me, 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 my, 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 I, I, I. But we're faithful unto the Lord. And we're conscious uh, with conscious awareness that his presence is near. Bless you, Lord God. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask Lord God that you will watch over and keep us. Lord God, as we have uh, looked at your word, Lord Jesus, we want to be found faithful. Lord Jesus, help us to keep the vows that we've made. Help us to be faithful unto you, Lord. Father, I pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God. We know that there's much more that you have for us, Lord God, as we pray and worship you in the beauty of holiness, as we seek your face, Lord God, and to do your will. Lord God, remember those that are sick in their body, those that are at work right now, those that are rising up, those that will that are listening now and will be listening later. Ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, keep our minds. Help us, Lord God. Lord Jesus, if you help us keep our vows, we won't fall short. Lord Jesus, we'll continue to give your name the praise and to give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've been blessed by the message, if you've been listening Sunday morning live inside that's SML inside the pages, please spread the word. If you just type SML uh if you Google it, you'll, you will come up on iHeart, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, Amazon, and other podcast carriers. You know, share the gospel with someone. And remember, the songs featured are respectively the property of our songstress, the artists, and other producers. Uh, until then, uh, be blessed, be blessed, and bless someone else.
Albert, Felix, Joy, Wright, Abram, May, Nick, God bless you. Join in with us again on Sunday, Book of Revelation.